creativity. We are going live. We're on, on Zoom and we're going across the country. So there's a, a time time difference that we're dealing with here. Um, our guests are from New York. They are the host of the cheese show, the Livy and Joe cheese show. They've got a catchy little jingle that stuck in my head. Oh, Joe. <laughs> oh, just our champagne i wet myself guys it's all over him now i didn't even touch the cork i just took the metal thing off oh my God. not only are we uh across the country, last words joe not only are we across the country but we're in a must be a different elevation but you know what you saved my intro it, it was getting sketchy there <laughs> Good thing you brought in these napkins. I feel like a toddler again. It's great. It's the Olivia and Joe cleanup show. I was so excited for the show, I wet myself. <laughs> let's, I'm glad we got let's that Let's make on video. mention of Joe's birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. It's cool to wet your pants. Everybody's doing it. Pee in your pants. In that case, I never should have stopped drinking. (laughs) If pee in your pants is cool, then consider me Miles Davis. (laughs) (laughs) You guys know what movie that is? I should. um, That's uh, Billy Madison. Billy Madison. (laughs) Is it really? (laughs) Yeah. That movie was uttered in an. Or that line was uttered in an Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> he, he can get it right every once in a while. Oh, I love Adam Sandler. He's so great. How are you, Terry? How you been? Okay, while well, we're waiting, Terry, to come back from... Terry's very stoic today. Yeah, <laughs> there he is. Terry, how have you been? It's been a little while. Did I go away? I was I was busy gazing into my own eyes on the on the uh, on the Zoom screen. I'm good, you guys. I um, yeah, I'm super happy about spring, and um, I feel like uh, I feel like I've turned a corner in my uh, animus toward COVID. I, I I did like sixty days of real anti-COVID like you know just missing people and and starting to get fed up with the mask or the bandana or whatever the face covering and I stuck with it I didn't become an anti-masker but it was hard I was pissed for a while (laughs) You know, that one time I got really pissed at a pandemic. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I've been living. But I'm doing good, and I'm happy to be here today. And uh, Olivia and Joe, it's so nice to see you guys. You guys are awesome, and your show absolutely kills. And I have to say it, you guys are so cute together. Oh, thank you. I mean it. I really mean it. Terry, I'm getting I'm getting tired of the masks too. I really am. Uh, I saw this guy the other day. He had a mask, the mask, and he had an eye patch. It looked like his head was closing up shop today. <laughs> He's like, "Come back tomorrow." Yes. <laughs> so eye patch and mask. Did he have the the shield too? Was it just like <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, and some uh, Beats by Dre headphones. headphones on. <laughs> 
and a hoodie. So you Something just saw one really eye. <laughs> I need to get out in nature. Speaking of your chemistry and your togetherness, how did you guys meet? Tinder. Oh, yeah, actually Tinder. Really? I know. It's it's a ridiculous story because I downloaded it with a friend one night. We were having like an awkward dinner. I didn't really like this girl that much and we we didn't have anything to talk about. And she was on Tinder the whole time. And I was like, what are you doing? And she was like, Olivia, think about it. We had just both moved to New York City and she, from Salt Lake, from Salt Lake. And she was like, Olivia, think about it. If you tell these guys that you're new to New York City, what do guys do on the first date? They pay. So you'll get a free oh, I thought you were tour say, guide. Never mind. What were you? What? Wait, what did you I say? Try to sleep with you. <laughs> No, she was like, you know what? That's what, that's what someone from Utah thinks happens. Yeah. You know what guys like to do? Take you to the M M&M and M store. <laughs> but no, that's what. Yeah, she thought. That's what she thought. She was like, you know, you get a free tour guide to the city. These guys are gonna want to like show you their favorite spot, and they'll pay for your meal and your drink. Yeah, they'll show you their you their favorite spot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey-o. So that was my goal when downloading Tinder. And I just did it that one night with her. I yeah. just swiped a bunch of idiots and was like, here's <laughs> my phone number. Like, I was like, I'm, I'm a career girl. I'm all about the city. I don't need no man. So everyone I matched with, I just like sent them my phone number. And I was like, I never use this app. Like text me sometime if you're around, whatever. And then I had one horrible date and he didn't pay. And I was like, this is not for me. And then all of a sudden, this other random guy texted me. And yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah I, I I only went on one date too before I met her. Like I, my goal was to just sleep around New York <laughs> for like a couple of years. I was on there for one week, and then I, I met True Love, which which we, not what I wanted. We're looking for it. <laughs> <laughs> I had only been in New York City for three weeks at that point. I was not about to like get into a relationship i wanted like one std yeah like at least one (laughs) you guys blew it i know you totally blew being single in new york city i know we really messed it up everyone all the tv shows make it look like it's so hard to find love in new york city i was like looking i was ready to have like a few difficult years of just dating a bunch of idiots and you know, I wanted Seinfeld. I wanted a little bit of <laughs> a bunch of weirdos. <laughs> I wanted some man hands. I wanted some, <laughs> you know, <laughs> some close talkers. I wanted some man hands too. It's <laughs> <laughs> a different. It's a different app. No. Uh, oh man. Yeah. So it's been like six years now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so now we've been together six and a half years. And uh, Olivia, you came from Salt Lake. Um, are you from New York, Joe? I, I know very little about you. I'm from New York State, so I'm actually from Buffalo, which is way as west as you can get, right between, right by Niagara Falls. He's basically Canadian. What's that a boot? Oh, <laughs> well, you know, you know, in the morning, you know, you got to go and hose down the ice, and then your mother makes you some back bacon. You know, some of the sexiest people I've ever known in my life come from Buffalo. Well, there you go. Sexy people only. Who's from Buffalo? Well, I, I can't. There's only a couple of famous people from Buffalo. Goo Goo Dolls. Rick James is from Buffalo. Oh. <laughs> Who else is from Buffalo? I don't know. Oh, uh, Tim Russert, the news guy. 
He's, he died. Uh, <laughs> oh, and, uh, and we have a president uh, from Buffalo. I think it was uh, Millard Fillmore is from Buffalo. The president that no one remembers. And he was shot in Buffalo <laughs> as president. One of the one of the only presidents to be assassinated. Millard Fillmore was shot by one of his someone that didn't support him. Just wow. walked up to him with like a gun and like a and like a rag and just shot him. I feel like that's something I should have remembered. Yeah. He toured Niagara Falls that day on like a train and then went to Buffalo for dinner or whatever and got shot. Yeah. Get shot. What's going on later? Well, I'm gonna get shot. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Joe, I want to theater. say thanks for uh, including the uh, the cavalcade of Buffalo notables. Oh, and chicken wings, if you want to count that. That's <laughs> probably the most important thing. Well, the only of... important thing that's from Buffalo. <laughs> probably. <laughs> that's the reason I can't be a vegetarian. <laughs> wings. Wings are good. I love wings. And everybody should love cheese and you guys have the cheese show how did how did that what was the genesis of that well (laughs) i i uh we both work really hard and i discovered one day a couple years ago that i didn't have any hobbies and i don't know i um oh joe's wearing a t-shirt from one of our favorite pizza places roberta's in new york city and I don't know when we were when we first started dating. I felt like we would go there like almost every weekend, and we yeah. would always get their meat and cheese platter. It's like a hipster Brooklyn place. Like everyone there looks like like has the same hat on and the same beard, and like neon green eyebrows, <laughs> hot pink mustache, and stuff. It's really fun there, and um, and we would always go and get the cheese platter. And then it just became a thing in our relationship that. Anytime there was cheese on the menu, we'd always get the cheese platter. It was like a thing we enjoyed doing. And then not too long ago, Olivia started taking cheese classes at Murray's Cheese where she would volunteer to help them out. And she yeah. could like... Because uh, I was like, I don't have a hobby, but I love cheese. So I, I discovered that you can take these cheese classes for free in the city if you volunteer. Yeah. So you get there early and you help set up and you keep the wine poured throughout the class. And then you help them clean up afterward and you get to go home with all the cheeses and stuff. And, um, and so I just like started soaking up the information. I just, I loved learning about the cheeses. You soaked up the information like my pants are soaking up this rosé. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, we wanted to do some kind of show. Because so I, th- I was like, someone needs to see our relationship because we're weird. <laughs> and uh, so we actually filmed the first episode of the cheese show like a week before the whole pandemic happened, like where the whole city shut down. Yeah. So a lot of people think that we this came out of the pandemic, but it was something we actually started like two weeks before. Yeah. Uh, but the, like the pandemic really helped us, yeah, sort then of we gave up, us the time to develop it and make it kind of what it is. In a silk, selfish way, we ended up being grateful, not for the pandemic, but for the time that it gave us that we could actually like, figure out our style and our tone of voice for the show and figure out how we wanted to edit it. Yeah. We were only seeing each other like two days a week because I was doing stand up every night and Olivia. We both have full time jobs. Acting and singing and dancing and stuff. So uh, this really made us sit down and figure out like the workflow, what the show's about. And uh, I don't know if if you look at the first episode of the cheese show and where we are now, where we put our 50th episode out or 52nd one the other day, the quality is so much better. We just like kind of learned 
by trial and error, having like yeah. put a little four minute show every week. <laughs> the, the what if, if, if one, uh, COVID wouldn't have shut everything down, would you have done like field trips and, you know, go to delis and stuff like that? Yeah, I think so. And and that's definitely in our future. We actually, a few weeks ago, just filmed our first like field trip cheese show at a cheese shop in Manhattan. And it's going to be coming out um, the second week of April. I think April 7th, it's going to be coming out. And it's going to be like our one year anniversary cheese show. And it's a cheese show that we filmed in Bedford Cheese Shop in manhattan yeah and um oh they're the coolest cheese shop they have like over 150 cheeses there from i think like 20 countries and three continents they have so much product there it's really cool yeah so we went in there for the first half of the cheese show the cheesemonger cut the cheese for us told us all the information about it (laughs) yeah and then gave us the cheese we left and then came and sat back here where we tried it and then gave it the ratting it's all edited we just it's, it's scheduled it's ready to go and we just have to yeah, so it'll be coming out April 7th. Yeah. It'll be our one year, yeah. one year show. Yeah, so and we definitely want to keep doing that. We have a couple um a couple dairy farms in Vermont that um that want us to come up and like try some more of their cheeses and you know, we, we would love to do like cheese shows like that, you know, where we travel around the country and, and like I was saying, I, I I said this to you guys earlier, but I would love to, you know, I'm from Salt Lake. And um, Beehive Cheese in Salt Lake is a really, really delicious cheese company. So I want to go there and try to do a cheese show with them. Yeah. And um, and I also thought it'd be really cool if we did a cheese show at Hatch Family Chocolates, because that's like my favorite place in Salt Lake. I go every time I'm back home. And, um, and we could do a cool episode about like pairing cheese with chocolate. Basically, we want to buy a big car that looks like a rat and we have, <laughs> we want to drive it around the country. <laughs> a giant rat car. Did you see the car, like the car from Uncle Buck where he, he punches that clown in the face? Or the car from Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> Get in your mouse and go home. Yeah. <laughs> Uncle Buck's it. car. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah, feels exactly. to me like the cheese show has a very bright future. Oh, thank you. We definitely, you know, we're trying and we have tons of ideas of stuff we want to do with it. So it's just a matter of putting in the time and keeping it consistent. Yeah, like we put the show out at the exact same time every week. Like we haven't missed one. And then then there's other things like clips and special bonus things that we're trying yeah. to force in there somehow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we put out little clips, our favorite, you know, 30 second clips from our from different episodes, from past episodes every Monday. And our full length episode comes out every Wednesday. It's only like three and a half minutes. And um, so it's easy to watch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um and but we've got we've got other stuff planned for our YouTube channel. We want to do more interviews with more cheesemongers and start doing longer shows. Road trips. Yeah, road trips. Cheese, fa- <laughs> cheese factory. Yeah. Che- we have a cheese music video coming out. We have a cheese music video we've been working really hard on for the last couple of years. I think maybe what we'll do is just instead of a cheese show one day, we'll just surprise everyone and just it'll just be an, an entire music video. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> New episode drops tomorrow. Stay tuned, and then it's the music video. so i I brought this up before we can go ahead terry sorry uh i i wanted to hear the and my model for this question is that my favorite uh paradigm of television is the first 60 seconds of behind the music so, you know, everybody knows that Led Zeppelin had 
a jet and that they trashed hotel rooms. Right. But what about before they were cool? Right. Before so they were cool. I want to know about- You want to know about the yard birds and shit like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. the best part. Like, <laughs> why did Jimmy Page start playing guitar? So I want to hear about your cheese backstories. Where did the love for cheese start? I'd say for me, uh, going over to my grandma and grandpa's house, they'd make me like pepperoni and cheese. They'd give me like a, they're Italian, so they'd give me like a fontanella and then just like a log of pepperoni. I would just gnaw on the log. Gnaw <laughs> no, on the log. While I watched uh, That's a Bugs Bunny. <laughs> no, not on the log. I watch Looney Tunes. Yeah, I love it. I mean, I've never not on a log of pepperoni. I don't know why you would say that. What is it about me that makes you think that I would just <laughs> a foot of pepperoni and then just snack on it? We're not talking about a foot here. Then we're talking about like. A half a log. We're talking six inches. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Fair enough. I don't know what you guys are talking about anymore. <laughs> Feels like yeah, it turned into me... a South Target, South Park episode. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know. Where did my love of cheese begin? I think for me, we always had really yummy cheeses at home, but it wasn't ever like we never had stuff other than like you know swiss and cheddar and basic stuff at home but, but olivia um, was raised vegetarian so like she was she never ate meat till she was 18 so i think you guys probably put cheese on everything just to make yeah, it we, taste good we had cheese on everything <laughs> <Make it> <laughs> yeah and we made we made like tons of mexican food growing up my mom would make these like homemade tortillas and we yeah we just would put cheese on everything but it wasn't it wasn't any fancy or crazy cheeses and then in college, um, a good friend of mine, Christian, uh, he had a cheese party. And I was like, a what? And I, I went over there and he had like five different cheeses set up with like grapes or apples and honey and like different things to pair it with. And I was like, I like had heard of this, but I was like, this is a thing you can do and make it a whole party. Just about eating cheese. <laughs> How old were you? It's in college. Oh, was, you weren't getting drunk like me at my parties? <laughs> no, I told you, you know I'm from Utah. <laughs> I wasn't getting drunk at college parties. I was a loser. <laughs> you guys are going out for ice cream. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, so that was my first moment where I had like a fancy cheese. You had you a know? come and, like, to cheese moment? <laughs> the cheeses moment <laughs> yeah and um and then yeah and then it was shortly after that that I moved to New York where you know then you ha we had lots of different fancy restaurants with their fancy cheese platters and stuff and it just became something like I said that we just anytime that was on a menu it was just fun for us to try it and then and then really what solidified it for me was taking these classes at Murray's Cheese um, they're probably like the most well-known cheese shop in New York City and, um, and probably even around the country. They're a really big cheese shop and their classes are really informative. And, um, and yeah, as soon as I started actually learning the facts of cheese and, and learning how to pair stuff and learning about all the different varieties and stuff, it, it just really hooked me. Yeah, we're getting better at the pairings for sure. Like the first 
30 episodes, we thought it'd be funny if every cheese we just ate with a Malbec. We just drank the same glass of wine. <laughs> but then we're like, this is, yeah. it would ruin some of the cheeses for us though. Yeah. So I was like, no, okay, we're going to start doing this right. So now I always make sure to pair the cheese with a specific wine or beer or whiskey or cocktail, depending. Um, and then we always try to get like a jam or a fruit or a cracker, at least something else that's going to go well with the cheese other than alcohol. Cause you know, not everyone drinks. So um, I, I think it's really fun to try to pair cheeses with, with other foods as well. Yeah. And we, uh, every cheese episode, we actually film for probably a half hour. Yeah. And that gets cut down to, to the three and a half, three and a half to four minutes. So we'll just take <laughs> the best moments. Cause uh, we're not that funny. <laughs> the hour you don't want to watch the full hour <laughs> i love the style because when you guys get awkward you like zoom in or <laughs> do the slow motion yeah. laughs yeah sometimes the edits are part of the jokes you know um, well joe's so joe's actually a professional editor in his like his day job right. <laughs> by day i'm working on 90 day fiance right now i don't know if you're a fan <laughs> oh nice yeah, and and he's, uh, he's done a bunch of stuff for like MTV. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I, yeah. That, <laughs> I taught Olivia how to edit though. So, uh, over the last couple of years, she's learned by us making sketches. And now she does the cheese show. So, she'll edit one and I'll give her notes on it and she'll do the notes. And then we'll keep going until we have a finished episode. And then the next week, I'll edit one. Uh, so, we're both working at the same time to, you know, and you really can't tell the difference between my episode or her episode because yeah. we both we both give each other notes yeah. we both punch up little moments or um have ideas about how stuff should go and um yeah it's been a good workflow between us you're my little edit monkey i'm a little edit monkey <laughs> I, i've been watching a lot of mad about you lately so uh, maybe it came to mind that you're 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 a paul riser you're you're a movie editor yeah. in new york yeah Oh, is that what he did on Mad About You? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, last right. I see Paul I like, Reiser. Oh, I just learned something about Mad About You. <laughs> I'm more familiar with uh, Stranger Things, Paul Reiser. <laughs> uh, speaking of comedy, you guys are also comedians. Um, and New York's one of the biggest places there around for comedy. Can you tell us about your experiences in the New York comedy scene? Yeah, I mean, when I first moved here... I didn't know anybody. I moved here for a job and I was working the night shift. So I didn't have any friends. I couldn't even go out to any bars. Uh, so I decided to take like a comedy class because it's something I always wanted to try. Uh, so within two months of moving here, I took a comedy class at the comedy cellar and I loved it so much. That I just started doing open mics and it came to a point where I think God, right before the pandemic started, I was doing like 500 shows a year, he 500 did like spots, 520 shows in one year. It was crazy. Before, yeah, so uh, just he the, just lived at the comedy just club. little just little places in the village or bar shows in Brooklyn and uh, uh, now hopefully we're gonna get back to it next couple of weeks. Yeah, we can sort of ease back in. I don't know how it's gonna be because the, the clubs are gonna be now only at thirty three percent. Yeah, uh, so we'll see. I think people really want to get out of the house though. So I think the audience <laughs> that we do get in are going to be the, like the best audience ever because they just haven't done anything Everyone's in a so year. eager for entertainment. I think it'll be good audiences. No, laughter starved for sure. <laughs> yeah. What, what we actually of... went, uh, Steve and Dylan and I went to a comedy show together uh, two weekends ago. 
Yeah, Sunday and before last, yeah. It there's just something about being with people. Yeah. It's just we are we are social animals and, and laughing with people. It's oh, really it was like so healing. Great. It yeah. was so great. <laughs> I, I I mean I love stand-up comedy. I've been to a lot of stand-up shows through my days. When I worked in television, I used to always have stand-up guys and gals on the show. And it was the best comedy experience I've ever had. I was just so in the moment of, wow, stand-up comedy is a miracle. (laughs) (laughs) And we invented it in this country. (laughs) It's an original art form. I love it. I love it. Hey, Joe, talk a little bit about, uh, with your experience in front of live audiences, and uh, I mean, I'm a performer, but I'm no stand-up. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 and I mean this sincerely, I hold uh, stand-up comedians with a great reverence. It's mm-hmm. the hard, I mean, it's the hardest thing to do, right? I mean, it's just, just uh, you against the world, just there. Yeah, and... that's what they say. I mean, <laughs> I just do it because I'm having fun and it's a lot of hard work and it makes you really sad sometimes. <laughs> like you feel like, like you have like, you have like a really good show and you're like, yeah, I got this. I think I'm going to be a comic. I think I really know what I'm doing. And then you'll have like two weeks where you feel like shit again. Relapse. And you're just like, I'm, I'm a fake. I'm a fraud. I can't do this. Who am I fooling? I'm an idiot. And uh, then it, it just, it's, it's like that. And it, uh, the highs are really high. And then the lows, it makes you question why you're doing this. Like, why am I sitting at this bar for two hours waiting to get on for five minutes? To do a five minute set. I, yeah. I, I, I This summer, because there was no comedy, I drove nine hours to South Carolina to do 20 minutes and then I drove back. <laughs> Nine hours back. You wow. drove for 18 hours for 18 minutes on stage. It's literally like a drug addict, like yeah. like doing anything they can. Uh, but I think the best comics, and I don't know if I'm, uh, if, if I consider myself this obsessed, but uh, like Seinfeld and stuff, they say like, it's the only thing they can do. They couldn't be anything else. Uh, so I don't know if I feel like that. But that's yeah. that's what I've heard some people say. Well, that's how I feel about acting. I have an acting background, and I I've done a lot of comedic stuff. I don't do stand up. I do some like character stuff. I've done a lot of improv, a lot of um, sketch comedy work. But um, I feel the same way about acting. Except with acting, I even though it is a very vulnerable art form, and I am very much just myself on stage. You're being someone else. Yeah. So even though it is vulnerable and I am being myself on stage, um, you're hiding behind that character. You're hiding behind a script. Like, you know, there's other, there's so many other people involved in the process that it's it's so collaborative that it's not you against the world. Whereas with stand-up. Right. You're not going to get anyone going like, you suck at a play. Yeah. People don't heckle you at a play. Cause it's like, oh, you know, it's like. Oh, the, the script wasn't very good or, ooh, the costumes. Like, and, there's so many other and things. And can I just say, I've, I've been to a bunch of plays. Some plays should get heckled. Some plays should get heckled. <laughs> I've been in some plays. You're getting Demona blows. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in some really, really bad, low-budget productions in New York. But um, but even even the crappiest performances like that, 
again, you just still have so many other people involved that it feels like a, a safer place to be on stage. And it, it, feel, it makes it safe to be vulnerable on stage. Whereas with stand-up, it is you, your words. The yeah. character is you. Like <laughs> some people, unless you're like an emo Phillips or like right, right. Larry the Cable guy some or something. Do yeah, and stuff. I think I feel like I do kind of a little bit of a character too. Like I'm a little weirder, a little bit more spaced out, if you could imagine, on stage. <laughs> uh, where someone like Louis C.K. is like exactly himself right. on stage. Like he's not any different. Some people tend to do like exaggerated versions of themselves yeah. on stage yeah but still yeah no it is just you it's just you yeah. and uh there, there's been some really uh sad nights what was your worst heckle <laughs> <laughs> no i'm asking it uh, <laughs> oh there was this there was this group of uh like six or seven guys like on the on the side once they just wouldn't shut up they're like you aren't funny you're not, you, you suck and then I, I I dished it back to them and I got I, and the, the audience was on my side and then they just kept going at me and then I started losing because I got meaner and meaner. And then you the, got too mean? I got too mean and then the audience started hating me. <laughs> <laughs> and They're I, like, hey, lay off, man. They're just trying to enjoy the show. They were like, get off the stage. And then finally it was time to go and I was like, I walked by them and I told them to go fuck themselves as I was walking past them. And then I bashed my shin on their table and then their drinks fell off of it so not only did i like have the worst set of my life but then i like i felt like a soccer player the next day <laughs> oh man this is oh, that's pretty classic but then there was another time where i had a group of girls in the back that were just as bad heckling like you you suck and i was able to actually turn the audience against them where they got up and they left and they were crying outside and they came up after me later like crying and stuff and i was like you guys you wouldn't do that out of play would you stand-up comedy it's not all fun <laughs> it's not all fun and laughter drunk women are the worst at shows yeah. right? there's, yeah, that i think at wise guys that's what we have most the problem with it's always it's always them yeah the bachelorette party yeah <laughs> sorry sorry what can i say well it's funny that you still have those problems because i noticed the last time we were there uh this, the big sign that says hey drunk lady stuff it so i figured that they would know what to do when they're at wise guys maybe yeah, they, the... they misread the sign <laughs> they were too drunk to read the sign i was at this club uncle vinny's this saturday and you know comedy's been gone for so long you'd think there'd be a little bit of a better audience but same thing three three like like white girl milfs right just <laughs> chatting chatting the whole time and it was byob they had i not kidding a case of coronas <laughs> they're just, just going one by one through them and just just talking having their own show yeah. <laughs> yeah that doesn't happen in a play bobby must have <laughs> luckily they weren't drunk enough when i was on but when bobby got up they were really chatty and he just like he probably talked to them for 20 minutes and just that's bobby kelly yeah yeah yeah, yeah he just shit on him for 20 minutes it was hilarious <laughs> and, sounds and, like he deserved it <laughs> yeah. and, bobby, and that was when joe did a show with bobby kelly who's performing at wise guys this weekend in Salt Lake. that's cool yeah it, he could have potentially been here Tell us about your experiences <laughs> touring with Bobby. Uh, well, it's really sort of just started in the last year during the pandemic. So I did Tampa with him like a few months ago. 
Uh, we did the whole weekend over at Side Splitters, and then we did the casino, and then we did an outdoor show in Jersey Soul Joe's like a month ago, and uh, Uncle, uh, cousin, Uncle Vinny's last week. Yeah. And uh, But before that, I was opening for him at the Fat Black Pussycat, which is uh, it's a room that the Comedy Cellar owns around the corner from the Comedy Cellar. It's like a small room where the bigger names at the cellar, if they want, they can have like a weekly show where they can like run their 40 minutes, like run their, run their whole hour. So uh, I was doing that for like a year, year and yeah. a half before the pandemic started. And during the pandemic, you've been, Joe's been um, Bobby and Mike Kalfa, who's a radio guy in Florida. Yeah, he does they the uh, radio show. show in the morning in Florida. He used to be called <laughs> Cowhead. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but they have a, uh, they have- Bobby a, Kelly and Mike Kalfa. They're doing like a podcast- the thing they started during the, like the pandemic Patreon. yeah and so i every tuesday i do uh new jokes that's a segment on their podcast i'll come on with like five or six note cards <laughs> and do some new jokes i post the clips to instagram a couple days later yeah uh, so that's how i got to know him uh yeah helping him out yeah. with video stuff and and we just became really good friends with him because he he loves the cheese show so much <laughs> so he sends us cheeses and we really want to try to get him as a guest on the show as soon as as soon as we can yeah. open open everything up a little bit more, we're gonna have him on as a guest for the show. So open up yeah. the cheese gates. Well, yeah. <laughs> should we, should we taste some cheese? Ooh, yes, yes, yes. So we in a in a in a little bit, we're gonna have an episode coming out with a bunch of different Yancey's Fancy cheeses. Yes. They're so great. We hooked up with one of the marketing guys at Yancey's Fancy, and he sent us like five different kinds of cheese. So, yeah, so I told you guys to get a Yancey's Fancy Cheese, and we have a different kind of Yancey's Fancy Cheese. because yes, I couldn't find the champagne. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, you couldn't find went, the flavor. I went to but... six stores. Oh, my gosh, oh my I God. feel so bad. We've never even tried that hard for well, our cheeses. <laughs> I Instacart, so I was already out and at the stores grocery shopping for people, so it wasn't good. as big of a deal as it sounds. Good, good. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we uh, Yancey's Fancy is really cool because they have – sort of like a basic cheddar recipe that mm. they use um but then they have i think over like 26 flavors or something crazy they they've become known for like adding all these different wacky things into their cheeses and um because we did a yancey fancy cheese a while ago it was like what was that buffalo we wing did cheddar buffalo hot wing cheddar and that got the really highest spicy. ratting that got five rats it was really really five good out of five rats, of five rats. <laughs> yeah which is rare so, what's rare. the story so. behind the rat the rat rating is it just rats actually if you if you watch yeah but if you watch the first episode <laughs> i think you like see us discover it while we're filming yeah we're like so, olivia i think you're like i was like what do you because we were gonna we were gonna rate the cheese on a scale of one to five rats and so i was like what do you rat i like accidentally said it i was like what do you rat the cheese and i laughed and then i was like wait a second That's rat genius. the cheese <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Yeah, you should pull the cord. <laughs> All right, let's pull it. I'm gonna pull the, our cheese in here. This is just like the way we do it on the cheese show. <laughs> like the real thing. I'm That's so the thrilled. Real thing. Oh, champagne! Got? There it's it is, champagne. Fancy, fancy champagne cheddar. Here's the thing you don't see on the cheese show often. I have to bring the thing back to. Pull <laughs> it on back over. <laughs> so um yeah, so this the cheese that I'm eating that we're gonna eat. It has champagne that's from the Finger Lakes region. And um, so it's like all New York 
cheddar cheese. Yancy Stancy is based out of, where are they based out of? I close to Buffalo. Pembroke. Pembroke. It's basically Buffalo. Yeah, it's really close to Buffalo. So it felt like home for him. <laughs> and um, yeah, and then I think you guys have the ghost pepper cheddar. Yes, ghost pepper. Melinda? And I, I ghost would put it on a, pepper. a board and wrote it out like, how, yeah, you guys do on the show. Okay, just let me do it on the show. How do you get it to stick to the board? <laughs> That's pretty it's, great. It's cheese. <laughs> I thought you taped it or something. No, I was like sure that it was going to go sliding up when you said it's cheese. Yeah. That looked like something from Pier 1 Imports. I thought it was like something you'd hang on the wall. I know, right? Yeah, right. That was good. Where'd that knife go? Okay, I'm going to crack That knife's not going to help. That thing's so dull. I got oh, that. Mine is multicolored from, oh, wow. from Walmart. Fancy. Yeah. Walmart. Nice. Ooh. Walmart's and I have to. Since I'm here on the on the pod today, and I'm on, uh, I have to just share with with our our viewers and listeners that I'm on a, a temporary uh, cheese more. Yeah, <laughs> which sound it sounds as terrible as it is actually, but <laughs> I, I just want everybody to know that I'll be back. I'll be back. <laughs> we but don't judge I'm you for the that. Fact that Thank you. I, I I sincerely appreciate that. It, my life has had some changes, and we hope you know, fall I'm, off the cheese wagon very soon. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's a wagon wheel. A hankering for a hunker, slavering for a chunker. Hankering for a hunker cheese. You guys probably should. You should probably do like a, a compilation record on your because you guys have a record label, right? <laughs> <laughs> we should. <laughs> we do at the end of every single one of our cheese shows. We do an improvised song yeah. about cheese. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's a parody of a song, or we'll just sort of sit there for a few minutes, and Olivia will come up with chords, and then we'll work out some yeah. rhymes, and then we'll actually. We'll just show you the good part. Yeah, we'll just try show. it again and again and again until we get a good a good clip for the show. We've nailed it a couple times first try though. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Not very often. Though. I think you guys are great. I think you're I think you're one of my favorite bands right now. <laughs> With our hit cheese singles. Ooh, yes. single. <laughs> so so when we taste, knew, what are we looking for? I knew for? we were gonna break some new ground in cheese humor tonight. I just felt <laughs> like right. at least well, for so the Your Creativity podcast. I know you guys are doing that every episode, <laughs> and I expect for that. But. Why don't you cut that, Liv? Well, yeah, I'll start cutting it up. And Dylan, you asked like what you what you yeah, look for. Yeah, what are we looking for? So, yeah. The way that you want to taste a cheese is you always want to start by smelling it, similar to like tasting a wine. Sometimes we smell it on the cheese show. Sometimes that doesn't make it in if it doesn't have a very interesting smell. But I always like to smell it before I taste it um, and kind of start to like make guesses about <laughs> the flavor profile, <laughs> what it might taste like. Here, I'll give you a little chunk. You could also just eat the cheese. You can also just eat it. <laughs> <laughs> Also tell them about the rind. He doesn't want to eat oh, this yes. rind. This so, is a wax rind. Yeah, Yancey's Fancy uses um, wax rinds. Um, so there's actually two different kinds of cheddars. There's American style cheddars and then English style cheddars. American style cheddars are going to be the ones that are like found in grocery stores pretty often. They tend to become 
um, like sealed in plastic and there's no rind. So if you think of like your classic block of cheddar that you get from the grocery store that's like in plastic, there's no rind on it. But um, um, English style cheddars, they're aged wrapped in cloth. They're called cloth bound cheddars. And so they form a rind and they tend to be a lot more kind of grassy and organic where you can kind of taste um, what the cows were grazing on <laughs> a little bit better in the terroir. <laughs> yeah, the terroir, exactly, exactly. Um, which is one of the pairing principles. Um, so, but with American style cheddars, they tend to be a lot better melting cheeses um, because the way that they're aged wrapped up in that plastic, um, all of the proteins yeah. and sugars kind of stay locked in there. So Which is good because, really you know, Americans, we melt cheese on everything. We melt cheese yeah. on everything. Yeah. If, you're, if you're smart, you do. <laughs> and so, yeah, this cheese is an American style cheddar and they put the wax rind around it. So you don't want to eat the wax rind. But you can eat the, uh, oh, what's the, what's that saying? Ooh, all rinds are edible. Not all rinds are palatable. So the FDA, <laughs> for, an, uh, for a cheese to be FDA approved, um, the rind has to be edible. They're like, you can't sell a food item if part of the food is not so edible. So you could eat this wax, but it'd be just like eating a crayon. Yeah. yeah. It wouldn't hurt you. You could eat it though, you but wouldn't. not all rinds are palatable. Yeah. So any, any man-made rind you don't want to eat. But I always make Joe eat all of the natural rinds, even if it looks really craggly and gross. Um, I, I always tell people you should always try the natural rind because it tends to have a lot of flavor locked into it. Yeah, not always a good flavor. Not always a good flavor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and sometimes they're wrapped in bark. I, I watched that episode the other day with the Yeah. The bark that one's from Vermont. That right? one's from Vermont. I think we're going to try to do a, a cheese show up there. They've invited us up to have more of their cheeses. But yeah, there's lots of cheeses that, um, you know, there's some that are, um, they're like aged in red wine. So they've got this like bright purple coloring. Some people use um, leaves as a, a bark or bark or leaves to kind of cover Ugh, the rinds. We did that one at Telegio a couple weeks ago that was like washed in seawater and aged. Yeah. That was disgusting. <laughs> There's a whole variety of cheeses called washed rinds. And those are those are like a poise. A poise is a pretty popular, famous washed rind cheese. They tend to be stinky. They're the ones with those like yellow, orange, like sticky rinds that tend to be kind of oozy. Those are washed rind cheeses, which means literally they're they're washed. That actually has a funny origin story. It comes from back, back like when cheese was <laughs> like invented. Monks used to sell cheese to like help supplement their income, and um, to buy and new robes, to buy new robes and candles. Yeah, <laughs> and um, and so <laughs> I why that killed me. <laughs> and sandals. I mean, and sandals. if you're a monk, what do you really need? It's not like you need like a like a MacBook or anything. Right. Hey, Bobby, can I need some robes? <laughs> yeah. So the monks would make cheese. And, you know, this was back when people weren't really drinking water, when water was not safe to drink. And they would just drink wine or brandy or whatever, whatever they had around, but alcohol. Um, and so they started making cheese, but they didn't really know what they were doing. And they would go check on the cheeses in their cellar. And the cheese would be literally growing like and sprouting um and so they didn't know what to do with like the molds that were growing on the cheese so they would literally wash the mold off they would wash the edges of the cheese and they would use 
wine or brandy or whatever they had. It's all they had. Yeah, to wash the cheese, not knowing that they were kind of discovering this like really cool way to age a cheese. And now that's how we have this whole variety of cheeses called washed rind. There's a there's a saying amongst cheesemongers <laughs> that's pretty true for a lot of like cheese origin stories, which is, and then they ate it anyway. There's a lot of like accidents <laughs> that have happened in cheese where you would think that it looks disgusting. Or well, wasn't there one cheese you said where it supposedly was started where someone may have accidentally knocked it off the table into like a into like a bucket yeah. of wine and forgot about it? Yeah, all of a sudden one day someone just discovered one of their blocks of cheese in a barrel of wine and they're like hey wait a second we might have stumbled onto something here <laughs> let's <Bye>. eat it <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then they ate it anyway that's the motto of the show except it's and then olivia so made me eat it anyway <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I probably my my favorite cheese origin story um, we did a reenactment of it in our Christmas episode. So I suggest people go look at our Christmas episode if they want the origin story of how oh. Roquefort came to be, because it's a very funny story. Yeah, we acted it out and everything. We reenacted the whole thing. <laughs> Costumes. Yeah, green great. screen. <laughs> we've got locations. We've got costumes. <laughs> it's very fun. It's, it's one of my favorite episodes. This cheese is melting in my face. All right, fingers. all right. Should we try this cheese? Yeah. Let's do it. So it's kind of smells like um, like pepper jack. It kind of feels like that. Oh. Or, and we did a boop. Bloop. Oh, boop. That is spicy. Do you like spice? I made you I get do. the ghost pepper kind of before I even asked you if you like spice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. My wife's like, you're going you're gonna to eat that whole thing. You know, we paid <laughs> yeah, six, that's all you, bro. We paid six bucks for that. You're eating the whole thing. Like, okay. <laughs> How is the champagne cheese, family? What do you think about it, Joe? It kind of tastes like candy or something like that. It does. It has a weird sweetness to it. It kind of reminds me of like, like Doritos or like um. Doritos. No, not Doritos. Um. It's got like a cheese puffy sweetness to it. Mm, I don't know. It's one of those, it, it's like those candy pink Easter eggs. Like the Jordan almonds? It kind of tastes like a cupcake. That's what kind of what it tastes like to me. <laughs> it kind of tastes a little bit like cream cheese frosting on a cupcake. There you go. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> the, the opposite of this. <laughs> yeah, what does yours taste like? It's kind of got a tomatoey kind of. Kind of sweetness to it, but then it's got that the heat. Is it super hot? Yeah, it's good in there. Those peppers are supposed to be like the hottest peppers. Yeah, that when when Dylan showed me the the uh, the cheese plate before we came on, I was like, wow, that's that's some ball. I'd rather have Dylan's cheese to be honest. I know. I'm gonna like the hot tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just think Yancey's Fancy is so cool because they have, like, they start with, like, the same basic cheddar recipe and then and then it can go so different depending on what you do with it. We should have wore their shirts. They sent us t-shirts. Yeah, yeah, they did. They sent us t-shirts. <laughs> so we have an episode coming out in a little bit. I think it'll be a month or so um, where we have four different Yancey's Fancy flavors and I make Joe taste them blind to see if he can guess the flavor. <laughs> 
because I mean, four cheeses are it's probably a little too much time for a whole show. Like, yeah. I couldn't like taste and rate each one. Yeah. So we're just gonna do something different, completely different. Yeah. Try them all. Try to guess the flavor and then rat the whole experience. Whole. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan, what would you rat your cheese on a scale of one to five? Five being the best cheese you've ever had, and one being the worst. Three. And oh a no, half. we give. Three and a half. Three and a half. Okay. I, I, yeah, we, I, think, I think if I had wine instead of room room temperature Diet Coke. <laughs> Pairing principles. <laughs> what do you rat the cheese? I rat this cheese. I don't know. I give it like a two and a half. A two and a half. Yeah. You don't like sweet stuff. This is a, a milder cheddar too. You like them when they're a little bit sharper and nuttier, huh? When I was a kid in my toy box, we used to have this donut. It was a plastic donut, like pretend food. And you could, and it, and it smelled like a donut. It was like a scratch and sniff plastic donut. It kind of smells how that tastes. <laughs> I know it's a weird a explanation. But that's all I can. That's all I can picture. I just can't get over the fact that you had a scratch and sniff toy donut. Who who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, that's another T-shirt idea: scratch and sniff toy donut. <laughs> Except it's a pair of underwear. <laughs> Except it's on the ass. Oh! <laughs> is this a clean Making show? Is this, is this supposed to be? Is Joe supposed to not be swearing right now? <laughs> no, we we art artists can be free, however free okay, they want. Okay, <laughs> good because it's too late, and we should have asked you that already. <laughs> oh man, my yeah, pa my pants are starting to dry. That's a good thing. That's go. good. <laughs> we lost about half the bottle, but <laughs> they're. Oh man, yeah. The um. What are you guys doing? What is the what is the rest of the birthday edition consist of tonight? I realize you guys are a couple of hours ahead, but uh, we're going back to editing our cheese gonna show. Gonna keep editing some cheese shows. Yeah, <laughs> tonight's gonna be just kind of like a normal night because we have responsibles to do. So uh, Saturday, I think we'll probably do a little bit more celebrating. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do the yeah. the let loose, the cut loose. Yeah. yeah. The day of not editing, where we're not gonna. I'll probably work still ourselves. edit. I'll yeah, probably still, still edit. edit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For each of you, who inspires you? Why Joe with your comedy and Olivia with your your acting? I mean, this is a weird one, but uh, growing up, my like the first comic I really listened to was like I don't know if you call him a comic, but Weird Al. I listened to him from like by the time I was like six six years old to like twelve, like yeah. every day, and had all his albums. So, I mean, he really formed my uh, my sense of humor as a child. So that's like the first thing that went through the filter of my head. Uh, like I would, I knew his parodies before I knew like the real songs. Yeah, me too. So I, I think he's been a big influence in our cheese show and in our relationship as well. Yeah. Like all of our cheese songs are parodies. A lot of them are parodies. Yeah. And on our third date, we found out that we both, loved weird al growing up and that's one of the i think it's one of the reasons why we're still why, together i think that's why you kept dating me because <laughs> he found out that i knew all of the lyrics to weird al's 11 and a half minute song albuquerque on like our second or third date and joe was like yep she's the one <laughs> she's like i know all the lyrics to albuquerque i'm like nobody knows all the lyrics to albuquerque and she proceeded I just to sit there and talk for 11 minutes <laughs> I didn't do the whole song. <laughs> no, you did enough. You did. You, you did enough. If you, did, if you didn't do eleven, you did uh, ten. I did enough for Joe to believe me. I did the first like, two lines. <laughs> so uh, Weird Al was a huge uh, influence on me, and then uh, 
maybe when I was like 13 or 14, I got a record player for Christmas and I found all my father's records up in the attic. And so he had like George Carlin, Class Clown, Pryor, uh, uh, Cheech and Chong. Uh, the, the giant rolling paper is missing, by the way. So <laughs> I don't know if you know about the Big Bamboo Eat, that album. It came with a, a, a bamboo rolling paper the size of the album. And they're really hard to find nowadays because everyone smoked them. <laughs> back in the, <laughs> at the 70s on the that's so funny so we that but i think the, so i really like class clown that was probably my favorite one with, that has george carlin's seven words you can't say on television and the whole a side of it is all stuff on uh going to catholic school and being catholic and that like resonated to, for me because i did all that uh and then uh, also he had uh steve martin let's get small which that was the funniest thing ever because like this guy was crazy and he wasn't even he wasn't doing jokes that i've ever heard before yeah so those were those are huge influences nice yeah yeah what about you i think right now uh one of the actors who i like admire the most and has been a huge inspiration to me is steve carell i just i love him i i really appreciate that his whole like journey through acting that he just like did it because he loved it. He was in a ton of different sketch groups and did improv and, you know, he, he just kept doing it because he loved it so much and started a family before he made it big. And, you know, he didn't, he didn't really hit the limelight until he was in his forties. And, um, and then, you know, he just like skyrocketed. He got so famous so fast. Um, but he just seems like a really humble down to earth person who just does it because he loves it. And I really, really, really admire that. I just think he's so funny and so earnest in all of his roles, which I think is why he's able to do so well in serious dramas as well. It's because he brings the natural humor to everything that he does that, you know, I feel like so many serious actors just make it that one note of like, this is a serious drama, but life isn't like that. You know, you laugh when you cry. It's all, it's all in the same. And um, would you say his comedy like when he's on the office, or whatever, he's playing a really serious character, at least to yes. him, at least to yes. the character. <laughs> Absolutely. Like he's, think, he's not hamming it up at all. No, I think yeah. comedy when it's done best is when the characters are taking it so seriously. It, it, it's always when the character is taking a comedic situation seriously mm-hmm. that, that really makes it funny to me. So yeah, I just, I love him. And you know, Weird Al is also a huge influence <laughs> on me. Um, and and I'll, I'll say Steve Martin as well. Olivia um, is working with Steve Martin right now. I am. I am. <laughs> I am. I uh, I just got a job recently working on the production crew for a new TV show that's coming out on Hulu. It was created by Steve Martin, and it stars Steve Martin and Martin Short and Selena Gomez. And, oh, and um, Olivia uh, emailed with Steve Martin. We exchange emails every now and then. Tell him what he said to you. Well, I sent him some information that he needed. And tell him what he, he tell him what he said to you. He emailed back, "Thank you, Steve." Isn't that amazing? So, wow! Wow! I just... So we're we're basically gonna get married tomorrow. Um, one time we were in the hard. elevator together, and um, we made eye contact. So you're on a first name basis. Yeah. <laughs> But we, I have a poster of him in my in our room yeah. together. We so. have a poster. We have a poster of Steve on our mirror when we like first wake up. He's like facing the bed, and the record is like over our bed. <laughs> so it's real. It must be so strange for you 
yeah, I like wake up and I see him on the mirror and then I go to work and I see him. I'm like, little do you know, Steve, you watch me sleep every night. <laughs> no, it's it's a really cool job. I um I feel really lucky to be working in production right now when, you know, there's not a lot of stuff that's being made right now. And um yeah, and it's cool to like get to work with, you know, these people that have been my heroes for a long time. So yeah. Steve and Marty. Marty Short. Ooh. Marty. 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 He goes by Marty. <laughs> we all just call him Marty. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nick's it's good. Yeah, and Amy Ryan is narrow. in the show too. Oh, Amy yeah. Ryan. <laughs> Amy Ryan, yeah, who was also in the office with Steve Carell, who's like also one of my favorite actresses of all time for the same reasons that I like Steve Carell. Um, so she's in it as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big comedic cast. It's got a lot of fun people in it. So it's it's called Only Murders in the Building, and it's going to be coming out on Hulu, I believe, this fall. So I'm really excited for when it comes out. It should be good. They should be paying you for that advertisement. I know, right? I just plugged them on the side. Yeah, like they need my feet. help. <laughs> are there, is there going to be any background work where we could potentially – see you or are you um i'm not acting in it i'm in the i'm on the crew for this show um but i've i've been on the background for like marvelous mrs mazel <gasps> and um <laughs> yeah that was really cool that's really cool i'm in the season finale of the very first season right when like the husband comes in spoiler alert right when the husband comes in and like sees her doing stand-up i'm i'm like one of the people in the club watching her do stand up yeah yeah and you're also in a really cool new balance commercial i did some new balance commercials a couple of years ago yeah. and you got a free pair of shoes i sure did yeah some dad shoes my favorite pair of dad sneakers all those needed some grass stains now yeah. <laughs> what, yeah. what was it like on the set of Maisel with all those all that great talent and just the oh feeling of the show it was so cool because normally when you do background work um, they make you wear your own clothes. You know, they're like, we've got 200 extras just like wandering on the streets in the background. Like you're not going to get costumed. But because it's a period show, they had to costume everyone. And I was so blown away by this costume department, the hair and makeup as well. They spent so much time on every single detail for every single person that you don't even notice. But that's, they call, they call background atmosphere because we are basically part of the set, you know, it's part of creating that world. I'm going to see if I can share a picture of Olivia dressed like that. Cause I just saw it today. You did? Yeah. I was just looking through my photos and I found that Miss Maisel picture. I was like, wow, you look like my grandma or something. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'll see, see if I, I'll see if I can, is there a way to like screenshot or share it to the, uh, can I screen share? Uh, yeah. Let's see. Share it with you. Yeah. <laughs> That's like a black and white picture. Yeah. Yeah so funny yeah yeah it was it was really cool um to, to and and you know like as an actress I think my favorite part was like watching them um just getting to watch them act and getting to watch them do it again and again and again and see these like seasoned pros because I come from a theater background um and I was really new to film and tv at that point so to see them just how they how they work on set it was really cool it says host disabled participant screen shooting what what uh yeah. oh, even in the future nothing works <laughs> it's just a picture of me in period clothes okay, you can hold it, hold it up to the try holding it up to yeah the, just hold it up like yeah. that oh okay <laughs> just try it that way <laughs> so silly 
because I don't like to edit. So well, I don't know if it'll work. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it'll work because if I hold up the camera, it'll be all blurry. Just try it. It doesn't. I can only do it like this. Oh, you know what I'll do? I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna switch it. I'm gonna okay. switch it to the FaceTime camera. Okay. Uh. Is this gonna work? Yeah, and oh. now I can hold it. There you go. Look at that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> My hair was shorter then, but they curled it up really tight, so it looked even shorter than it was. Yeah, and, I would um... go off to war for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah yeah it was really cool it was so cool to see all the detail they put into that so yeah yeah, yeah and hopefully i'll be doing more more background work for shows in the future and um and and hopefully i'll get to keep working on the crew for other shows too i just like being on set you know i just like being part of that storytelling process whatever whatever yeah. role i can fit into yeah yeah <laughs> Um, we ha we had a female co-host for a while, <clears throat> and she she lives in New York now, and mm. a lot of commercials and and stuff like that. And she was doing a web series here. That's how I uh, became aware of her. And it, she created the show. She produced some episodes. She wrote it. So it it was. I know what you mean. Seeing behind the scenes of things yeah. developing right in. Who was it? Can I ask who it was? Um, Andrea. What is her name? I, I hate this. She wasn't a host for very long. <laughs> I hope you don't forget my name. That would have been Peterson. better if I would have said. Oh, that's funny. Oh, I don't know her. I, I grew up doing theater and acting in Salt Lake. So I, I thought maybe I might know her, but I don't. <laughs> um, uh, Squibblert. <laughs> Everyone's like, "What is he I, I, talking about?" <laughs> he just had a stroke. Ah, <laughs> uh, that was what we stupidly named our our channel and our website at first. Yeah, Squimblert.com is what we uh, named everything because we thought that'd be funny. Then we realized no one knows what the hell. No one can remember that. No one knows how to spell it. So People would be like, where do we find your stuff? And we'd be like, okay, um, squimblert.com. That was a mistake. In show business, you make a lot of mistakes. <laughs> and eight out of 10 people are like, never mind. <laughs> yeah. But we did, we, we finally renamed our YouTube channel. The, yeah. What is it? The Cheese it's the Show? It's The Cheese Show. Yeah, it's, it's called The Cheese Show. It's like youtube.com slash The Cheese Show. And you can find our channel there. And if you search like the Olivia and Joe Cheese Show on YouTube, it comes right up. And um, I'd say if, if you're a first time Cheese Show watcher, what episode should they watch? I think they should watch the Yancey Fancy one was actually a really Yancey good one Fancy's to watch. Yancey pretty good. The Halloween episode is super our, spooky. Our holiday episodes, I just have to say, are like <laughs> the thing I'm probably most proud of in my life. Joe spent weeks editing our Halloween episode. We went all out with costumes and we had a green screen behind us. It looks like we're sitting in this like cave with all no, these, it's like, like it's like a mad yeah us. mad scientist like yeah. it's like we're in grandpa munster's basement yeah, it's basement. very fun <laughs> and a $75 and... tentacle yes exactly oh it's right there grab right it our, um, it, that stays here all the time our tentacle <laughs> our monster tentacle makes a guest appearance on that episode <laughs> and um so that's good and then we have an easter episode coming up we have an easter episode coming out where we're wearing bunny outfits it's I think that's going to be one of my new favorite episodes as well. It's a really good episode. Yeah. 
So that's next week's episode. I think any of the last few weeks have been really, really solid episodes. Um, we just did uh, yesterday, the March 17th for St. Patrick's Patty's. Day. Yeah. We did a Joe's birthday slash St. Patrick's Day episode that I thought turned out pretty and it good. It was a green cheese. Just bright green. Yeah. Yeah. So that was pretty fun. I think the last few weeks have been good shows. Yeah. And I would watch it on YouTube. They're all good, Olivia. They're all good. <laughs> I would watch them on YouTube, but we also post them on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we have two versions. We have like a one that's good like this when you're holding your phone like this. And we have the good, nice one for YouTube that's nice wide, wide screen. version or a phone yeah. version. And they're both different. <laughs> awesome. Um, we kind of touched on it briefly. Uh, New York City and COVID. That just kind of mm-hmm. described the experience of seeing those streets so empty and you know how everything was yeah i didn't really go into the city hardly ever during like the uh, during the thick of it the thick of it and i've been in there i've been in there the last couple months once in a while and it's kind of sad there's a lot of our favorite places that are boarded up that i don't think are going to come back for a long long time a lot of graffiti everywhere yeah uh it kind of like new york in the 80s it's like well you're not gonna get stabbed but yeah (laughs) Yeah. uh it's not good it's really not good and uh it's it's a shame that that had to happen it really is uh we but we 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 hunkered down pretty well in here we live in bay ridge brooklyn which is sort of just like down in brooklyn it's where like saturday night fever is takes place so it's right by like the verrazano bridge uh, kind of by coney island and so uh, it's a lot of like old Italian families that live in this neighborhood. We're really lucky that it's, it's, it's more family. It's more of a neighborhood. You don't see any, there's no taxi cabs. Yeah. There's a lot of parks. It's not really big buildings. It's just like houses and stuff. It feels so, kind of like a small town down here. It functions a little bit like a small town. Yeah. So it, it wasn't that much different for us. Yeah. Uh, we just stuck to our neighborhood and, you know, for a while we weren't going on the subways at all before people really knew like if the subways were safe and, you know, so we just we just stuck to our neighborhood for a long time, and um, we were both worked remotely, and just again felt so lucky that our neighborhood is so safe, and it feels really homey, it feels really family oriented, and um, and now, uh, just about a month ago, I started this new job with this TV show, so I've been going to work at our at our studio, and um, and taking the subways, and I've actually been really surprised the last month how many people are on the subways and you know everyone's wearing masks and being really diligent about it i don't see that many people you know wearing their masks wrong um and people keep distance as much as they can on the subways and on the platforms and and but i think because the weather's getting a little bit nicer people go outside and i'm starting to see hints that the city's coming back to life and I think we're going to bounce back. We're New York City. I'm not worried about it. I think we'll be okay. It might take some time, but I think it's going to bounce back. I hope so. I really hope so. You know, we have a good friend that's a mover and he spent the entire uh, year of COVID moving people on New York City, like yeah. established people that have been here for 30, 40 years, yeah. just selling their apartments in the village, being like, I'm getting out of here. Uh, you know, there's, there's more crime now. It's more dangerous. Everything's closing Everyone, up and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, so we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you know, fingers crossed. I'll, I'm still going to be here. Yeah. So. We'll still be here. This is where our goals are. You know, we want to be acting and doing comedy and we want to keep the cheese show going. So, um, so this is where we need to be. I love it here though. It feels like home. Yeah. 
I think a lot of people discover though that they don't need to be here. Yeah, I think I think it got rid of all the people who, yeah, who didn't feel at home. And they're or... like, I can do my job through Zoom now. <laughs> yeah, like I don't ever. I do video editing, and they hook me up. With, I have my my regular laptop. I can edit Ninety Day Fiance, a show that's <laughs> on TLC on cable from my laptop by like remoting into their computers in Manhattan and just using it as remote control. So it's like. I, I don't want to have to go back into the city yeah. every morning now. I can just, there's no difference. Yeah. I can work in my underwear <laughs> and uh, it saves me so much time. Yeah. Uh, you so, can spill wine on your pants. and. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That, unfortunately, this happens every night. Uh, <laughs> you guys, if you guys weren't here, there wouldn't be any difference. <laughs> my pants would still be wet. And I'd actually probably still sit in it for an hour. Did our tentacle drop? Yeah. Oh boy, there was seventy-five dollars. No, it's fine. <laughs> tentacle was, was a, a high drama moment there. It was a high drama. It has a moment. mind of its own. Before we do our bonus questions, should we do the, the song? The oh yeah, we got to sing our cheese song. So we were thinking for Yancey's fancy, we could sing the Iggy Azalea song "Fancy." <laughs> there we go. We were like, what is, is there any song? Can you think of anything else that has the words fancy in it? Yeah. So um, the chords, if you want to play along with us, Terry, <laughs> the chords are C, E minor, A minor. And they're really fast. It's, yeah. Bump, bump, bump. Ba-da-bump, bump, bump. bump. <laughs> yeah. E minor? E minor, A no. minor. C, E minor, A minor. Yeah, that sounds right. Terry, what kind of phase shift are you at there, buddy? <laughs> I think we may have some, some problems with that. <laughs> <laughs> Here, let's, how about we do a verse and he does a verse. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's see. Yancey's fancy. You already know how good the cheese tastes from Salt Lake to Buffalo. Yancey fancy. You already know how good the cheese tastes. I spilled wine all over my ween. <laughs> I wish I could have thought of something that rhymed. Oh, That's well. pretty much what we just do on the show and just repeat it again and again until the magic happens. <laughs> so great nicely done y'all thank you thank you olivia is a great ukulele player she did a uh a youtube channel where she did one song a day for a year yeah before she met me the year before i moved to new york city i had graduated college and i was saving up money to move out here and i just thought like i just graduated from uh the university of utah from my acting with my acting degree and all of a sudden i was like oh no i i like missed being on stage i missed performing and so I decided to start the project as just a way to like do something for my art every day. So 
every day for a year, I uploaded a song to YouTube, a ukulele cover yeah. <laughs> every day for a year. Some of them had a lot of views. Yeah, I've got about 4,000 subscribers on that channel. It's ridiculous. I don't, I haven't posted anything on there in like I hope, six years. I hope some of them like cheese. We should try to get some of them over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of them yeah. has to like cheese. Yeah. It's One of them at least. It's statistically impossible. <laughs> yeah, so if you know, if you're into 400 ukulele covers, <laughs> I've got about 400 online. That's yeah. awesome. We'll, we'll link that in the notes so you can get some more subscribers and and views and yeah perfect to our, to our cheese to our cheese youtube would be the best <laughs> we've got we've got about 250 subscribers on our cheese show youtube That's we're doing good though we're getting like three or four a day now yeah, yeah. we're working on it slowly but surely <laughs> and, and you'll get steve's mom when when this comes out because steve, yeah steve's mom is our listener well oh, that's perfect. what we've been saying we've been strategizing and stuff we're like we've got to get steve's mom <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna really catapult us I want to do an episode of the cheese show at Hatch Family Chocolates. We're going to do that. Oh, Steve will Next totally be game. Yeah, Steve loves cool. that kind of stuff. <laughs> That's awesome. Wish he could have made it, but they're they're down a person and he had meetings and he said he was going to try. So but, <laughs> No worries. But let, let's do our bonus questions. Oh, our boy. first one is, what does creativity mean to you? Why don't you go first? Oh, go ahead, please. <laughs> <laughs> I think um think about this i think creativity to me is um imagination i think uh and playing i think <laughs> i think a lot of people compliment joe and i for our chemistry on the show and the way that i can describe it in being in this relationship is that we're just like kids together we yeah. annoy each other the way siblings do yeah. and and we just like play we do like stupid voices and we're, we're dancing around and like licking and biting each other. I mean, we're just like stupid Joe kids on a playground. Teeth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I really think to me, that's where I feel creative is when I'm just like playing like a couple of kids on the playground. I mean, we all used to just like play make believe. And, you know, I mean, I, I know it's not an original thought, but, you know, adults, adults lose that somewhere along the way. So it's, it's always been really important to me in my life to keep yeah. that playfulness and just, just like make a fool out of yourself. Just embarrass yourself. Just get rid of your, I mean, I have no shame. <laughs> she really doesn't. And actually it's a fault sometimes, you know, like a, like a nice restaurant. I, I sense there's a story <laughs> there. <laughs> Just, probably just every story. I don't know. Do you have a specific time in mind? No, I. it's more like, can I think of a story where you don't embarrass me in public? Olivia used to do this thing where we'd be walking down the street and she'd go, ow, stop hitting me. You're hurting me. And I'd be, just like, be holding hands and I'd be like, ow, stop it. Like at the top of her lungs, walking down Manhattan Street. I'm like, are you kidding me? You're gonna be, you're gonna be punched by like a good doer. But one of my favorite, one of my favorite <laughs> bits to do with Joe is when he pretends to beat me up. Cause I love, I, I want to be like on that TV show Glow, where they're like women wrestlers. I just love like stage fighting and stuff. I think it's so fun to be like, Ugh, pretend to be like beat up. Didn't we start an episode with a fake fight like yeah, a couple we weeks did. ago? A couple weeks ago, you can see us fake fighting on the show. Which one was that? I don't remember. Right. Like two weeks ago. Know. Back to the creativity thing. Anyway. <laughs> I think uh, 
Johnny Carson, he's, I think he said that like someday, if you're a creative person, someday you'll uh, use everything that you learned. And so that's sort of what I've been discovering now that now even doing this cheese show, it's forcing us to do a new show every week that I'm bringing in things, jokes that I thought of when I was 10 or 12 years yeah. old. Um, I was in a band for like six years. So like that kind of helped me, not like I'm a good singer at all, but it helps. It helped me learn kind of how to sing a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I used to be a magician for years and years. So that's helped us with the cheese show as yeah. far as pulling off a few like weird little things. And I don't know, I think it's really true. Like little things are coming back for my life. Yeah, that's uh, such a good point. We say that all the time where we're like, wow, every single little thing I've done in my life, we end up using it at some point. We end up pulling from it. But I think, again, you have to like ha have that imagination and have that no shame <laughs> kind of mindset <laughs> yeah. to like pull that stuff out and, and try something that might be new or you might not be as good at and just, just like play with it. Right. It's like our Easter episode, we're not going to, we're not, I won't spoil it. I won't spoil it, but, but we're the first, the song that we play at the end of the Easter episode is a song that I've been singing in my head since I was like 15 or 16 because <laughs> yeah. it had to do with Easter. And now all of a sudden, uh, 15 years later, yeah. it's it's on a, our stupid internet show. Yeah, and we also- For all seven people this week. <laughs> There's also, we do a, a silly bit in our Easter episode um, oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, where there's a there's a character that I've been doing just between Joe and I. Like, I don't do this character anywhere. It's just like a bit that Joe and I have. For f probably four or five yeah, years. four or five years that we finally, it like finally made sense and we were able to put it into the cheese <laughs> show. So very, it's all very silly stuff, but yeah. Yeah, so that's my answer. You'll use everything that you learn. Love it. Yeah, that's good. Nice. Um, Next is who is your favorite Muppet and why? Speaking of characters, oh, go ahead. Who's mine? I like the two old guys that shit on everyone. <laughs> Fucking Statler and Waldorf. That is you. That is who you are. <laughs> Whoa. Grandpa Joe all the time. You're such an old curmudgeon grandpa. When's the show gonna start? <laughs> that is you. <laughs> I got it, my little Muppet here. This is little big. <laughs> I bought him at a thrift store a couple weeks ago. I think he's from 1963, and we haven't figured out how to use him on a cheese show yet. Oh my god! Ah, I'm a big man. Ah. He's fucking disgusting looking. He's so disgusting. I had to. I disinfected the inside, but I'm sure I have something. I'm sure I have some kind of STD. There, you got your STD. <laughs> oh, finally, what you've always wanted. Oh my god! I love the Muppets, though. I did a. Uh, short film in college where my buddy makes Muppets, like professional Muppets. He grew up, his parents were tailors. He learned how to sew. It's his job. He has a Muppet building channel on YouTube. And so, so we had like a- uh, There's this video Joe made. Yeah. A, Joe made, you've made a few videos with those Muppets. It's just a college film, but I've always loved the Muppets. I always loved the Muppet show. I always loved Muppet Christmas with Scrooge. And I think Jim Henson is just- He really good. What's yeah, favorite? I got to do a workshop with him a few months ago. Do you remember no, that? No, Frank Oz. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I know. It was Frank Oz. <laughs> <laughs> um, my favorite Muppet. I gotta go with Miss Piggy. She just, I love her so much. She just, she knows what she wants and she goes after it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> 
She's a real feminist. <laughs> but she still looks good, you know? She knows how to take care of herself. <laughs> You're more like the giant prawn. How <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> so? <laughs> You're like animal. You really are like animal. You are like a cyclone. <laughs> Like, you're exhausting. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, no problem. It felt like therapy for a second there. <laughs> Just started unloading. Uh, it's true, though. He didn't say anything false. <laughs> we have these conversations three times a day, though. Yeah, I know how exhausting I am. <laughs> Like I said, we just annoy each other all day long. It's nice. <laughs> <laughs> you made it into a show. Yeah. And then the lastly, in the movie of your lives, who would you like to play you? Who would play me? Well, I was going to... If you asked me a couple months ago, I would have said Screech. Oh, never mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you do kind of look like Screech. <laughs> Or like uh, uh, Corey Matthews. Yeah, the guy who plays Corey Matthews in Boy Meets World. I kind of look like him. Uh, not Fred Savage, but Ben Savage. Ben Savage. Yeah. How about Macho Man Randy Savage? Uh, he's dead. He's dead too. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, who would I have play me? Who's me? I don't know. I would just play myself. <laughs> You'd probably be like... Janelle would play me, yeah. 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 I get that a lot. <laughs> the ukulele and the glasses and the, the booping and the bobbing. <laughs> Who would play you? I don't know. Let me think. Any Muslim guy? Who does a lot of like character work? Maybe Sasha Baron Cohen. <laughs> Sasha Baron Cohen. <laughs> you might be too old. <laughs> uh, I was thinking Shia LaBeouf for a minute. Oh, yeah, yeah that's good. Yeah. That's a good one. Like, like you look, look right now, it's like the butter, but peanut butter falcon. I like that idea because oh. there would probably be chaos on the set, which would help sell the movie. Yes. Yes. Perfect. I'll have my people contact their people. Yes. <laughs> we'll get something in the works. And if Shia does make it another couple years, he could play in the movie. <laughs> if he doesn't completely. If he doesn't die so. pre before production starts, like, yeah. <laughs> like Shriek. Yeah. Well, awesome. Thanks, you guys. Yeah, it's been great. Yeah, Thanks for having us. Yay. You guys are awesome. Thanks. That's right. Robert's yeah. Rules of Order. <laughs> I'm going to change my pants as soon as this is done. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> it's not easy being cheesy, but you guys make it look easy and fun. And I look forward to your show every week. Oh, thanks, guys. Yeah, and we'll have to meet guys. up when you come to Salt Lake. Congratulations for continuing success. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, and definitely next time we go to Salt Lake, we'll definitely we'll have to get together and eat some cheeses. I love it. And go Either see way. some comedy and, and have, yeah, yeah, some chocolate. Yeah. Definitely all of the above. Awesome. Awesome. Bye. Right, guys. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs>
podcast is done, man. 